0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. What a blessed opportunity it is for us to gather on this second Sunday of a brand new year. This is the Lord's day. We are the Lord's people, and we are in the Lord's house, be it physical or virtual. Those of you who are able and know that the Lord has blessed you with another opportunity, can you give God the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves? Amen, 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 amen. I need you to put those blessed hands together and give our God the praise <clears throat> Good morning to all of those who are watching us this morning. If you're on Facebook, Vimeo, on YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room, welcome to St. Paul online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, if you're following us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline, tag people you want to invite to this post, if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and text this link of the worship service to your personal network. We want to get up to at least 2,000 subscribers by the summer. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window and share this experience with others. Amen. Also, for those that are watching us, wherever you are watching us, if you would put in your chat uh, your location, we would certainly be delighted to know where you are checking us out. And uh, we're going to give you shout outs as far as our social media is concerned. Amen. So let's give God praise that he so richly and rightfully deserved. I'm going to ask that Reverend Bernie will come. He's going to lead us in our worship experience. I will come with further instructions on how we're going to continue to proceed as far as this morning's worship of our God.
1: Good morning, St. Paul. Good morning. Aren't you happy to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Come on, we've come to celebrate a risen Savior. we come to celebrate the fact that God blessed us all week long. we come to give God glory for he is worthy of our praise. I say he is worthy of our praise wherever you are watching us right now. You ought to give the Lord a hand of praise. You ought to lift up your hands. You ought to cry out to the Lord for the Lord will hear our cry and we come to Join us in our worship experience. scripture this morning is coming out of John chapter three, verse 13, John chapter three and verse beginning at verse 13. And it reads, no one has ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved might be saved john chapter 3 verse john chapter 3 verse 13 through 17 the word of god for god's people let us go to the lord in prayer gracious father we thank you this morning for another sunday morning father we thank you lord how you have kept us we thank you lord for how you have blessed us all week long god and Lord, if we're honest, there hasn't been a time this week, Lord God, that that we haven't called out to you, God. There's been some time this week, God, that we might have ignored you, God. But Lord, on this morning, God, we come, God, with thanksgiving in our hearts, asking God for your forgiveness, God. Asking God that you will work within us, God. So Lord, we need you, God. We need you on this morning like never before. God, we need you, God, to touch us, God. We need you to move us, God, so that our hearts might be stirred, God. We need you, God, to move us, God, to draw closer unto you, God. For Lord, we realize, God, we can't have worship, Lord, unless you come into the place, God. We can't have worship, Lord, unless you come into our hearts, Lord. So, Lord, on this morning, God, as we cry out to you, Lord God, move any obstacle, God, that will cause us not to worship God move in the Henry spirit God that will cause us not to give you glory God oh God have your way God in us this morning God do what you need to do God to awaken us to who you are in our lives God oh God we want to give you glory oh God we want to praise you God oh Lord we want to worship you God oh God we cry out Lord for you to have your way God have your way God in this have your way God in us God move us and shake us God oh God we thank you for what we know you will do we bless you in your son Jesus name we do praise and give you glory amen amen and amen come on let's give the Lord a hand of celebration we didn't come just to be here this morning we come to praise the Lord give the Lord a hand of celebration as you move back to your seats
0: in the house that are thankful for all that the Lord has done and is doing. Can we just take a few minutes to just demonstrate our gratitude to the gracious God of the universe. Those that are watching us online, wherever you are, in your home, at the kitchen table, in your den, in your dining room, in your office, in your workout area, just lift up those hands and just tell God how grateful you are. How you're thankful that he gave you another chance. How you're thankful that he blessed you to see a brand new day. Come on, come on. Raise it up, raise it up. Grateful and you're not ashamed and if you're able just put up those hands and tell the Lord how grateful you are.
2: Raise it, raise it, raise it.
0: That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. You can worship God even with the mask on. You can give him praise with even the mask on. You can tell him and show how grateful you are even with your mask on. Grateful, 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 grateful. Pray
2: We'll break, we'll break We'll pray, we'll pray.
0: hands together in an attitude of gratitude and give god praise hallelujah hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of the lord good morning disciples of saint paul and those who are visiting with us especially those that are checking us out on our various platforms we're having some issues with zoom and so i just want to say if you can't catch us on zoom go to either youtube Go to Vimeo or go to our church web uh, Facebook page and you can check us out there or call in and listen to us on the telephone. We are certainly delighted and elated for all of you who have pressed your way as far as this Sunday morning's worship experience is concerned. And again, thank you all so much for being in the house. There's some observations I want to share, but the first thing that I want to do is just talk about where we are with this pandemic. And we have to be honest, uh, just when we thought we were turning the corner, Omicron pops up. And it is more virulent as far as contagion is concerned, uh, even though its impact uh, is not as deadly as the Delta variant. But here's where we are here at St. Paul. And I just want to share with you all why we're doing the things that we're doing, and we need you to help us if we're going to keep the church open during this time. First of all, Omicron is more contagious. It's more contagious. And with Omicron being more contagious, we have to step up what we require if we're going to keep the church doors open. So if you notice, we've been mentioning Uh, as you come into the sanctuary, that we want you to have at least a cloth mask, well, yeah, this kind of mask, or the KN95 or the N95 mask, the surgical mask or the KN95 or N95 mask. If you're wearing one of those decorative cloth masks, we want this type of mask or the KN95 mask underneath that. Why? Because the cloth mask really does not prevent the spread as well as this type of mask or the KN95 mask. We don't mind you looking cute or suave, but we want you safe. Amen. Amen. So when our medical team or our first impression ministry or our ushers ask you to put on this type of mask uh, to be in this service here at St. Paul, it will be greatly appreciated. Uh, that's gonna keep all of us safe because I'm here to tell you, mask work. All right, hear me and hear me well. Mask work, okay? The second thing that we wanna let you all know is that we're gonna be having a vaccination clinic here on Wednesday. All the COVID vaccinations, all three formulas will be available for you to get your first shot, your second shot, or your booster. Vaccinations work. You don't have to die from COVID. Let me try that one more time. You don't have to die from COVID. Let me try it one more time for the Holy Ghost. You don't have to die from COVID. Um, I'm moving past encouraging you to get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Vaccinations work in the sense that while it may not stop you from getting COVID, it can greatly lessen the symptoms and the damage COVID can do to you. Most people who are vaccinated aren't going to the hospitals, aren't being put in ICUs, and aren't being put on a ventilator. Okay? If you're vaccinated, you may have some symptoms, but you don't have to die. Most of the people that are in ICU and on ventilators are unvaccinated, and they don't wear masks. So I need you to get vaccinated because I want you to live. I'm tired of doing funerals for folks who are dying from COVID. You don't have to die from COVID. Our vaccination clinics is gonna be from 10 to 5 on this Wednesday. And we need you, if you haven't been vaccinated, to please be vaccinated. The second thing that I wanna share with you as we move forward today, for all my ushers, medical team and First Impressions, we have a major funeral that's gonna be here at the St. Paul Church on this Wednesday where we're going to be the hosts, but it's not for one of our disciples. And I need for as many people who can to be on deck to help us to navigate uh, that particular funeral that we're hosting for the Park Church here at St. Paul. Uh, That funeral is going to be quiet hours at 10, and uh, the services will be at 11. But for anyone that is available, we could definitely use your help because there's going to probably be a large crowd that we're going to have to navigate because they don't know our protocol, and they don't know how we're gonna flow. So we have to be, have people in place to let them know how we're gonna do things here at St. Paul. Children and Youth, uh, SML starts back up today uh, at two o'clock, and we ask that you will have your child to tune in. Also, just wanna let you all know, we will start back up Bible study on this Thursday at noon, and we're asking you to join us as well, noon and at seven, And then we have a new members class uh, that will be starting up this Saturday, uh, January the 15th at 10 o'clock a.m. And so for those that are going through CEO Christian Education Orientation, log on at about 930, uh, no later than 945, so that you can get acclimated to what is going to be expected. Also, our marriage ministry is going to be hosting the 2022 version of Love Notes on Saturday, February the 5th at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Our guest facilitators are going to be Bishop Rudolph McKissick Sr. and his wife, uh, Mrs. Estelle McKissick. They've been married for over 56 years. Uh, They are in their 90s and they are spry than most young folk. Uh, They're going to be sharing uh, on the theme of celebration of unconditional love. We want you to register um, to participate, to receive gift box on that day. So uh, you should see that on our website as well as me making this announcement right now. We were looking at trying to start back up our youth and children's church this month. However, due to uh, the spread of Omicron um, we're going to push that back. We're going to postpone that till March. However, we're going to be making preparation to get the space ready to have our youth and children's church to start back up. And we ask that you all will work with us and pray for us as we continue to do all that we can to streamline that process for March. Um, again, we just want to let you all know we are, your safety and security is of our utmost uh, concern, And we're going to do all that we can to try to keep the doors of St. Paul physically open as we move through the Omicron variant. And the only reason that we're keeping it open is by virtue of the fact there's a vaccine. God knows if there was no vaccine, we wouldn't be doing this. And so because there is a vaccine, we're going to do all that we can to keep this open Uh, but we need you to help us so that we can keep it open. So thank you all so much for all that you are doing uh, as far as safety and security are concerned. As we uh, move forward in our worship experience, today I want to do a litany for uh, stewardship and for those who have made the commitment to give tithes and offerings, Uh, a litany of stewardship for those who have made the commitment to uh, give, t- to be tithers and, of course, to give offering. And this is to push all of us to raise our giving capacity and capability to become what God will have for us to be. And so for those that are watching us online, as well as for those that are in the house, if you would, check out the screen and um If you are a tither, this will apply to you as far as this litany is concerned. But if you want to become a tither, we ask that you will join us as well. And so at this time, um, our litany for stewardship and tithers, uh, we're going to ask that all of those who have made the commitment to tithe and who are tithing, We're going to ask wherever you are right now, would you stand and join us in this litany? All those who have made the commitment to tithe, would you stand and join us in this litany, be it in the church or at home? Today, we come before God in this ministry of St. Paul Baptist Church to consecrate those who have made the bold, step, and audacious commitment to give at least 10% of their income back to God. It is God's desire that God's people will honor God with the first fruit of their labor, those who are tithing. Tithing is not just an Old Testament principle, but a New Testament virtue. When Jesus came and ministered, he did not repeal the law of the tithe, but raise it to a higher level because of his grace. Those who are tithing... It is a blessed privilege to give to God because God has first given to us. There's a blessing connected with tithing. Tithers, tithing is not about the giving of money. But tithing is all about where we put our faith. When we tithe, we are making God first priority in our lives. When we tithe, we are showing God and others that we trust in God to take care of us because we are obedient to God's word and will. Tithing is the starting point of biblical giving, not the end. Tithers. Therefore, we give because it's more blessed to give than to receive. We make this commitment to God because of the promise of God's word that God loves the cheerful giver. We make the commitment to tithe because our faith and our past tells us that we can take God at God's word. Tithers. All bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer for consecration. God, we come and we thank you for each and every person who is watching us online as well as who is in the house who have made the commitment to biblical giving through tithes and offerings. We realize, God, that tithing is the floor level of really giving the way you want us to give. Uh, For those that have made this commitment, God, there's a blessing we know that is connected to your word in the Old Testament as well as in the New. And so we do not do it just out of some ritualistic obligation, but we do it because we love you. God, for those who give both tithes and offering, there's even a more exponential blessing connected to that. And we don't give looking for a blessing. We do it because we're already blessed. God, oh, how I would love for the St. Paul Church to be a 100% tithing congregation. Oh, how I would love for her us to understand that we can't beat you giving no matter how hard we try oh how a love for people to get that as they sow into this place they're sowing into good seed good ground good soil that is blessing people all over this city state country and world thank you oh god for those who are tithing help us to lovingly push those who want to make this commitment And then, God, if you would, continue to mess with the conscience of those who feel like they don't have to give anything uh, until they get in line with your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we claim it done. Amen. You may be seated wherever you are and thank God for your commitment. And we're greatly appreciative of that. We're getting ready to go to the Lord in prayer. There are just a few prayer concerns I want to share with you all as we move forward. uh, We want to keep in prayer the family of Brother Eugene Stitt, the cousin of Sister Evelyn Watson. We want to keep um, lifted up the family of Sister Evelyn Howard, the sister of Disciple Brenda Howard and Leah Stevenson. Her services were this Thursday here at the church. The family of Disciple Sister Mary P. Steele, the mother of Disciple Jatanya Steele, Sean Steele and LaVard Steele, her services were this Wednesday here at St. Paul. We also want to lift up the family of Sister Carolyn Johnson Barlow, Sister of Disciple, Brother Roosevelt Johnson, the family of Sister Fame Clay, Sister of Disciple, Lane Sales, the family of Brother Bernice Biddle, the brother of Disciples, Deacon Brenda Kennedy and Brother Raph Biddle, and the family of Brother... James Robert Godwin, the father-in-law of disciple, Sister Judy Godwin, and her father, uh, James Godwin. As we, Father of Brother James Godwin, and as we move forward in prayer, we want to lift up, particularly uh, Reverend Adrian Phillips and her family, Reverend Brother Frank Bennett, uh, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond, and his wife, uh, Sister Thomasina Drummond. Uh, as well as others who are being impacted by COVID, we continue to lift them up in prayer. I'm going to ask that Reverend Bernie will come, and he would take us to the throne of grace uh, as we sense and seek God's movement in these prayer concerns.
1: Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we are grateful for who you are, live, and who who you are in our lives. Lord, in the midst of all that we are going through, God, we know, God, that you are still in control. So, Father, we just come to you right now, God, asking God for your spirit, God, that your spirit might rest with us, God, as we, trouble these, as we travel these troubled waters of this virus. Father, we pray, God, for the families, God, that were called out, those that are experiencing bereavement, those that are sick, God, those that are just going through some troubled times right now. Oh, Father, help them to realize, God, that you are still with us. You are still by our side. In fact, God, you are carrying us in the midst of what we're experiencing right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, we know, God, that, that who you are in our lives, God. But, Lord, we acknowledge sometimes, God, we get weak. Sometimes, God, we get trouble. God. Sometimes, God, we want to ask the why. But, Lord, even in asking all of that, we realize still, God, that you still have all power in your hand, God. So, Lord, as we go through what we're going through, God, comfort us, God. Comfort those that are experiencing bereavement. Comfort those, God, that are going through sickness right now, God. God, rest assured in their minds, God. God, that you still have healing power. You still have comfort in spirit, God, that can carry them in the midst of what they're experiencing. Oh, Father, we pray for us right now, God. God, touch this ministry, God, as we continue to reach out for those that are going through troubling times. Touch us, God, that we may be able to still service your people, God. Touch us, awaken our spirit, God, to the needs of those that are all around us, God, that are going through some things right now, God. Oh, God, we know, God, that you have all power. Oh, God, we know, God, that you can meet us right where we are. Oh, God, we know, God, that whatever we're experiencing right now, God, God, you are the source that we can find our strength, God. Oh, God, we ask you, God, that you will bless us. Keep us in your care, God. Remind us of who you are, God. Remind us, God, that you have not left us, God. Yes. We bless you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 If you believe God is answering those prayers, can you give God praise right now? (laughs) Amen. 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 As we move forward with our worship experience, we're making preparation to give unto the Lord. And as we prepare to give unto the Lord, particularly for those who are practicing the spiritual discipline of giving tithes and offerings, thank you so much. For those who are giving something, may not necessarily be the tithe, but you're giving something, we thank God for you. And my hope and prayer is that the Lord will stretch you to trust him with the tithe and your offering. And then for those who feel like you don't have to give anything, my prayer is the Lord will continue to mess with your spirit uh, until you get to the place where you know you can give unto the Lord. As we prepare to give, there are three ways you can give here at St. Paul. The first one is by um, mailing checks or money orders to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can drop off your check, cash, or money order here at the church. Uh, just call the church office to make sure someone is here during our office hours at 704-334-5309 to receive your offering and to put it in the safe until the following Sunday. The other way you can give is through our church website, ACS or Church Life. And then you can give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks you can give. If you have a physical offering in the house right now, for those that are worshiping with us physically, there is a basket on the row in front of you, close to you. And at the appropriate time, you can place your offering in that basket. You don't have to touch it. Just place it in that basket and our count team and ushers will receive it. So however you're giving right now, if you're able, place your offering in your right hand, left to the heaven, want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you right now, and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you in kingdom building through the acts of worship and giving. God, if you would, we pray right now, take these offerings of ours. We pray that you will utilize it for your glory and your honor. Thank you, God, for those who have made the commitment to give tithes and offerings. Thank you, God, for those who are giving something and Lord, we even bless your name for those who feel like they don't have to give anything, but at least they're here. Lord, we pray you will create a shift in their mind to understand that they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try. Lord, as we give, uh, we pray that you will be pleased with our offerings so that we can sow into the lives of others through the tribe known as St. Paul. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For those that have your physical offering, if you would, place it in the basket that is closest to you. Amen. We thank you so very much. And um, we pray God's blessings upon you. out amen <laughs> hey, bless your heart I want to um, call your attention for the time that it's mine to numbers chapter 21 numbers chapter 21 and we want to look at verses 4 through 9 numbers chapter 21 Verses four through nine. Um, And um, this particular uh, passage of scripture screamed, uh, preach me today. Um, These words are printed in the New King James Version of the Word of God. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. And our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on the pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent, and put it on a pole, and so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. I want to preach for a time that is mine. Same stuff, different day. Same stuff, different day. St. Paul, I am absolutely amazed at the love, the loyalty, and the patience God had for the children of Israel and God has for us in 2022. Just blown away. As a matter of fact, each one of us in the house right now must understand that God had the divine right to take us out when we committed a sin, but he didn't. That phrase, he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs, is the epitome of the many chances God gave Israel and God has given to you and me. Think about how God called, formed, and kept Israel from the earliest days of her existence until the time in our text, starting out with how God formed the nation through the matriarchs and the patriarchs, like Abraham and Sarah, uh, like Isaac and Rebecca, like Jacob and Leah. God had his hand on the nation Israel. From the time that he allowed for Joseph to be preserved through the pit and the prison to become the governor of Egypt. To the exodus event because there arose a Pharaoh who did not remember who Joseph was. To the point where God parted the Red Sea and took care of Pharaoh's army. To the point where God fed them in the wilderness. God always had Israel's best interests at heart. And even though God is all-knowing, God is ever-present, God is all-powerful, and God is kingly aware of the past, present, and future, God bored Israel on eagles' wings. But let's be honest, Israel was a constant disappointment to God and to Moses. In Numbers chapters 13 and 14, you will see a story that demonstrates the account of fear, unfaithfulness, complaining, and delay as Israel overestimated its enemies and underestimated her God. In Numbers chapter 13, Moses had sent out a reconnaissance mission of 12 men, each one from the various tribes of Israel, to go and check out the land of promise. They came back with a mixed report. They saw grapes in the land so big that men had to carry them on poles. They realized the land flowed with milk and honey. But 10 came back with a negative report and said there are giants in the land. And we look like grasshoppers in their sight. We cannot go in and take over because they will surely wipe us out. But two other brothers by the name of Joshua and Caleb said, Listen, we may not be much, but us is much. Because we got the Lord on our side. Surely we can go in and take over the land. However, because of a motley majority that did not trust God, And convince the people to turn their backs on God. We see that they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 long years. Their overwhelming collective lack of faith coupled with their complaining caused God to delay their entrance for 40 long years. What should have taken two to three months to get to the land of Canaan turned into a 40-year wilderness wandering experience. Now, check this out because this is what messes me up. 40 years of wandering until those who were 20 years and older had died out. God wanted to purge Israel of the mumblers, grumblers, and complainers. God wanted to take the essence of faithlessness out from among Israel because they would throw off the divine destiny that God had for them. And so for 40 years, God rained down manna from heaven. For 40 years, God provided quail in the evening for them to eat. For 40 years, their clothes and their shoes did not wear out. For 40 years, God was shifting them from a slave mentality to a wilderness mindset to a promised land modality. And you would think that after 40 years of seeing the hand of God, provide for them, protect them, and prepare them, that they would know that God is no shorter than his word. Yet, in this text, 40 years later, after the folks had died out, this new generation is acting just like their parents and grandparents, mumbling, grumbling, complaining, and demonstrating faithlessness. God had just given them victory over their enemies as they're making a path toward the land of promise. And here they are in the text acting spoiled, entitled, and bratty. They are upset because they had to go the long way. And they were mad because they could not go through the land of Edom. Acting just like their parents and their grandparents grumbling, mumbling, and complaining against God and Moses. And their refrain sounded just like their parents and their grandparents. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Some of these folks complaining weren't even born in Egypt. They complain about the lack of food. They complain about the lack of water. They didn't like the manner that God provided for them. It was the same stuff. Just a different day. Can I be honest? Because it doesn't seem like much has changed even in 2022. And when God heard this craziness, God allowed for a bunch of poisonous snakes that brought them affliction and death. Now... I don't know about you, but I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes of any kind. I don't like real snakes. I don't like fake snakes. I don't like little snakes. I don't like giant snakes. I don't like snakes of any kind. Don't play with me about no snakes. If you want to see another side of me, you try to joke with me about some snakes. You may see a side of me that may make you wonder if I'm saved or not. I don't play when it comes to snakes. I don't like any of that. Why? Because when I look at the Bible, it was a snake that got us in the mess we're in right now when Adam and Eve listened to a snake in the Garden of Eden. And it was the serpent. In the Garden of Eden, that became the first creature to articulate any thoughts about God. Thereby, the snake became what I consider to be the first theologian. Dr. John Kenny, the former dean of Virginia Union School of Theology, the Seminary Proctor School of Theology, says that a lot of the theology we have in today's circle is not theology; it's snakeology. The serpent is seen as the embodiment of the demonic who wreaks havoc upon God's creatures and God's creation. Well, in this text, we see the same stuff taking place on a different day. Nearly 40 years later, as the children of Israel are on the edge of the promised land, they continue old habits and old patterns. They were mumbling, grumbling and complaining with incorrigible persistence. God gave them significant victory over King Arad, and they had become short-tempered, and they are going off on both God and Moses. Now, notice what they complain about, church. They complain about food. They were clowning over the manner. How God miraculously caused manna to appear like dew on the ground. They said they had no water. But they forgot that God miraculously caused water to flow from the rock at Meribah and made those bitter waters sweet. And if God did it before, then certainly God could do it again. And I would dare say that many of us in 2022 are just like Israel. We're always mumbling, always grumbling always complaining about something that God is trying to do in our midst. We always got something to say about the blessings that God continues to give us. And let's be honest, we rebel against the ways of God. In today's culture, we call wrong right and right wrong. We love what God despises and we despise what God loves. Sooner or later, I'm here to let you know that God is going to send judgment in some shape, form, or fashion if he hasn't already. And I would dare say that many of us don't like to talk about the judgment of God. We love to say, yes, God is a God of love, but I'm here to sound the alarm that God is also a God of judgment. And sooner or later, God says, listen, I am sick and tired of you all doing whatever you think you want to do and can get away with it. I'm here to let you know, yes, God is a God of mercy, but judgment is coming. God is a God of grace, but judgment is coming. God is a God of mercy, but judgment is coming. God is a God of patience, but judgment is coming. God is a God of justice, but judgment is coming. And I'm here to let you know that especially here in these United States of America, how people of color have been mistreated, judgment is coming sooner or later. These snakes that are in the text really become the tools of judgment that God is raining down on Israel. These snakes were God's judgment because of Israel's rebellion. And unfortunately, many of those who were bitten by these poisonous snakes died. Why? Because they rejected God's provision, manna and water. They rejected God's prophet, Moses, when he told them to do what the Lord told them to do. They rejected God's promise, didn't believe they could get to the promised land. And they rejected God's person in the personality of Moses. And the Bible says uh, that when the snakes bit them, they died. I can imagine. I'm looking at your heads right now. I'm looking at your faces right now. And I see the proverbial bubbles over your head. And I can imagine very few of you are saying, this is very harsh of God. Somebody is saying, God isn't fair in this story. I can see some of you all saying right now, you mean to tell me that God sent these poisonous snakes to kill these people because all they did was mumble, grumbled and complained against God and Moses. God, this is not fair. Let me tell you something. You don't want God to be fair. (laughs) Let me say that again. You don't want God to be fair. Let me say that one more time for the Holy Ghost. You don't want God to be fair. Because if God was fair, None of us would be here right now. If God was fair, the moment you and I sinned, God could have taken us out and should have wiped us out. But this is the side of God we don't like to talk about. Because we like to say, yes, God is a God of love. But I'm here to let you know, God hates sin. Okay. All right. I know I ain't going to get too many amens today, but, but I, got, I got to go ahead and press through this. When the snakes bit somebody, these things happened over the next couple of days. When the snake bit them, first thing that happened was the place where the snake bite occurred would get hot. Swelling would take place. Then the bite would change colors with the skin turning red and blue. And eventually purple. Then the persons would become nauseous. And vomit. And have stomach cramps. Then the victims would become very thirsty. The livers and the kidneys would become damaged. And start shutting down. And diarrhea would set in. Blood cells became destroyed. And capillaries were bursting all over the place. And eventually they would die from blood poisoning. And this took place Over a few days. In other words. St. Paul. It was an excruciating. And debilitating death. Yet with all of this. God allows for them. To be able to get healed. And they were able to make a shift. For the better to continue their journey. To the promised land. Like our biblical foreparents. You and I have been snake bitten. By sin. And it has poisoned our lives, our bodies, our relationships, our finances, our religion, and our spirituality. Disregarding the commandments of God, snake bit. Being utilitarian in our relationships, snake bit. Messing up our bodies with illicit drug use and alcohol, snake bit. Not giving God our tithes and offers because we think we own our own money. Snake bit. Ignoring other humans who are in need. Snake bit. Mumbling, grumbling, and complaining. Snake bit. Thinking that God owes us something. Snake bit. Believing you don't need Jesus in your life. Snake bit. How did the children of Israel and how can we overcome the snake bites? In our lives, so that we don't repeat what happened in this text. Two things, and then I'm done. First of all, repent. Okay, all right. I know this ain't gonna be no shouting sermon. Repent, repent. That's seen in verse seven. As the people are withering in excruciating pain, dying a horrific death, they go to Moses with these words. Listen, Mo, we have sinned against God and you. Please ask God to take these snakes away. They knew they had messed up, they knew they had sinned. And just in these verses, this verse, I see four things repentance requires. First of all, they were convicted of their sins, second of all, they confess. Their sins and shortcomings. Thirdly, they showed contrition. And fourth, they were willing to make a change. Authentic repentance is when you and I not only apologize, but we turn our backs to our sin, our idolatry, and our rebellion, and turn our face to God. People scare me when they talk about the Lord turned me all the way around. You don't need the Lord to turn you all the way around because if the Lord turns you all the way around, that's a 360. And that means you're going in the same direction you were going before. You need the Lord to do a 180 in your life so you turn your backs to your sin and you turn your face to the Lord. This means telling God you're sorry, turning your back to your mess, and turning our face to God. In this text, Moses prayed for the people. Moses was always going to God on Israel's behalf. When they messed up in the wilderness for the first time and God wanted to wipe them out, it was Moses that begged God not to wipe them out. When they were hungry, it was Moses that pleaded with God to feed them. When they had to fight, it was Moses that asked God to ensure their victory. When they got thirsty, it was Moses that went to God on their behalf. Moses was always praying for Israel. And God, in this text, heard Moses' prayer. See, repentance is always 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 the purpose and intention of God's judgment. God does not send judgment to take you out, but God sends judgment to turn you around. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm here to let you know, and I could be transparent right now. I am a living testimony of repentance. I have not dotted every I. I have not crossed every T. I have messed up I have fallen short. I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I repented with deep contrition and God gave me a chance to get this thing right. Now, while you are clapping, I believe I got some other folks in the house that are just like me. That you are part of what I call the Sinners Anonymous Club. Uh, There's Alcoholic Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. But I'm here to let you know that the church of Jesus Christ is known as Sinners Anonymous because anybody that's saved, you're saved by the grace of God. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but if we were to have a general meeting and we were sitting around in a big old circle around this church, I'd be the first to stand up and say, good morning, you all. My name is Robert Charles Scott, and I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but do I have any anybody else that ain't afraid to admit you haven't always done everything the Lord wanted you to do you messed up since you have been saved you've fallen short since you've been saved you said some things you shouldn't have said since you've been saved you've done some things you shouldn't have done since you've been saved you thought some stuff you shouldn't have thought since you've been saved there were some things that you know that you did that caused God to shake his head since he's been saved but you have to admit that you came to Jesus just as you were, weary worn, and said, and you told the Lord, Lord, I know I'm sorry, I messed up, I screwed up. Lord, would you forgive me and give me another chance to get this thing right? Who am I talking to in the house? they ain't afraid to admit? Repentance works. Repentance work. God gave me another chance to get this thing right. But there's one more thing I need to drop on you in this this: Repent, then obey Uh uh-huh yeah repent then obey in verses 8 and 9 church God does something interesting the people ask Moses to pray to the Lord to do what take the snakes away but God didn't take the snakes away it's right there in the text God, God did not remove the serpents the snakes Remain. All right. Somebody's gonna catch this at about twelve fifteen an hour from now. The snakes remain. They were still biting folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I want you to know that in this day and culture, sin remains. And and, and it's still biting folks. As a matter of fact, sin is biting some folks right now, even in the church. It, it remains. God did not take the snakes away. God did not take sin away, but notice what God doesn't take. God some, does something even crazier. Here's what God does. God goes to Moses, tells Moses, "Moses, I want you to make a fiery serpent, put it on a pole." And tell everybody who's been bitten by the snakes that if they look at the fiery serpent, they shall live. The first person that had to obey was Moses. (laughs) Uh, uh, The second persons that had to obey were the folks that were snake bitten. All right, y'all, y'all, y'all missed you. Got it. You got it. Let me say that again. The first person that had to obey was the leader. To set stuff in order and to set up stuff so that the folks who needed the help could get the help that they need. Moses had to do what the Lord told him to do. And then when Moses did what the Lord told him to do, then the people had to do what Moses told them to do, what the Lord had told Moses to tell them what to do. All I'm trying to do is help somebody understand that part of the reason that some of us can't get blessed because you don't want to listen to the leadership of what God is trying to bring into your midst. Moses did what he was supposed to do, but the folks didn't do what they were supposed to do. Moses made a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, told everybody, look, and you can be healed. Look. Look and you can live listen most didn't have to touch nobody just told them to look not look at the snake not a word but look not not some abracadabra but but look not speaking in tongues but but look every snake bitten individual who looked at the bronze serpent were healed instantly Right then and there. Their lives will be spared if they obeyed God through the man of God. Look at the bronze serpent and you live. Y'all, church, this is just too easy. This, 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 This is just too easy. And I'm willing to bet that some still die. It was too easy. They they weren't going to obey. It it was too easy. Can I use my sanctified imagination? Because there's some stuff in the text that I I just think happened that that, that Moses didn't record in the book of Numbers. I I can imagine Moses uh, had his bronze makers to make that fiery serpent and put it on a pole. And Moses started going from tent to tent trying to get people to look. At that serpent goes one tent, says to the man, "If you just look at the serpent, you can live." And that man said, "Listen, I'm I'm too sick, I'm too far gone. Not even a bronze-raised serpent can save me." I believe Moses went to another tent and saw somebody saying, "If you just look at this serpent, you can be saved." And that person replied, "This snake bite ain't too bad yet." Uh, I'm not hurting like some folks are hurting I've only had COVID I mean I've only been bitten once and and some of these folks uh, in the camp have been bitten more than once Uh, I believe that Moses ran to another person and he saw sister girl saying if you look at this serpent you will be saved sister girl replied well when I get better I'll take a look Uh, when I get that healing feeling in my body then I'll take a look when I get my life together, then I will look and get over this snake bite. Then Moses runs to another person. Old man heard about the bronze serpent and he said, oh, I don't believe in the bronze serpent theory. I don't buy that. I don't see any connection between a snake being raised on a pole and this snake bite killing me. I ain't even interested. Moses runs To a young teenager and says, young lady, if you look at this snake on this pole, you can be healed and live. She said, Mo, I got attached to this snake bite and I can handle this pain. I like this snake and this snake likes me. If I look at your snake, I have to give up my snake. And I just like being a victim. Well, I'm here to let you know, you don't see that in the text, but I can imagine how that went down. They had healing and salvation right before them, but they would not obey, nor would they look. And they just died. I'm here to let you know that just as the serpents were tools of judgment and punishment, they became objects to be viewed for healing and salvation but all they had to do was just take a look i'm here to let you know that the god we serve is so incredible until god can take the results of evil and transform them into means of redemption good morning saint paul may the lord bless you real good because this is what god did With Jesus on a hill called Calvary, the power of evil was in full effect. Jesus died on an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame but the crucifixion the death of Jesus becomes our hope and means of redemption salvation and eternal life just as Moses lifted up the serpent of judgment on the sin of rebellion so the snake could become by God's power the symbol of salvation so shall the son of man be lifted up on a cross uh, in the act of rebellion and pride uh, to become the agent of redemption, hope, and salvation. Uh, Good morning St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. Uh, But I thank God that God knows how to take what was meant for evil and turn it and work it out for our good. all they had to do was look and live, and I don't know who I'm talking to in the house right now, but all of us in this place have been bitten because of sin. We've fallen short, and we have that disease, and that disease has caused us to mess up our relationships, and mess up our spirituality, and mess up the view of who we are. The devil knows how to mess us up, but I'm here to let somebody know that if you look to the hills uh, from whence cometh your help uh, a hill called Calvary where Jesus died on that cross uh, for your sins and minds uh, you and I can be saved uh, good God almighty I feel like hollering right now uh, I'm here to let somebody know uh, that the gospel still works uh, I'm here to let somebody know that living he loved me Dying he saved me. Uh, rising he justified me and freed me forever. I don't know who I'm talking to, uh, but if you don't know who Jesus Christ is uh, in the pardon of your sin, uh, I dare you to look to the cross uh, because he died. For you and I to have the right to the tree of life. He died until the sun refused to shine. He died until the devil in hell got mad. He died until the earth reeled and rocked like a man drunk on siroc. He died until the stars fell from their silvery sockets. He died until the moon had a celestial hemorrhage and drift away in blood. He died until the Roman centurion had to admit surely this must be the son of God. They took him down from that old rugged cross and he stayed in the tomb in Joseph's tomb all night Friday night all day Saturday all night Saturday night but can I get some folks that's watching me Online, can I get some folks uh, that's in the house right now that know early? Good God Almighty, uh, early uh, one Sunday morning, uh, he got up with all power in his hand. uh, So I got a song. uh, I want to give you the words to. All we got to do is look and live. I got a message from the Lord. Hallelujah. The message unto you I'll give is recorded in His Word. Hallelujah. It's only that you look and live. Look and live. My brother, live. Look to Jesus Christ. Look, he's still making ways out of no ways. Look, he still sits on the throne, ruling heaven and earth. Look, he's still sovereign, still in control. Look, he's still saving sinners from their sins. Look, he's still holy, majestic and sovereign look he's still opening doors no man can close look he's still in the healing business is there anybody that ain't afraid to admit you looked and you are alive you look and you got saved you looked and you healed morning, y'all. Help me close this thing. Uh, I need somebody that knows Jesus uh, still makes a difference uh, in your life. Look and live. Look and live. Look and live. Look and live. Uh,
2: Look and live. Uh, Look and live. Look and live. Look and live.
0: That, that's just too easy. Here's what I'm trying to impress to you. Salvation is really easier than you make it out to be. All you got to do is look at Leah. Look at Leah. Jesus is still in the saving business. And unfortunately... Even in 2022, it's the same stuff, just a different day. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm tired of repeating old habits and old stuff. God has something greater in store for you. But stop grumbling, mumbling, complaining, and stop Thinking that God can't do what God says he's going to do. All they had to do was look at a bronze snake. And they would be healed and live. All we got to do is look to the cross. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We too can be healed. I want to at this time. For those that are watching us online and for those that are in the house. You don't know who Jesus Christ is in the partner of your sin. I want to make this so easy for you until it blows your mind. And here it is. I want you to understand that the God we serve is saying to you right now, look and live. Confess me as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll heal you from the bite of the serpent. I'll heal you of your snake bite because of sin. All you got to do is look and live. So if you wouldn't mind praying this prayer with me, a prayer of new life, a prayer of a brand new start, a prayer of getting rid of your snake bite. The Lord didn't remove the serpent. He just said, look at the bronze serpent and you can live. So for those that are watching us online as well as those in the house, if you would repeat this prayer after me. For those of us who have confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it's a reminder of that covenant we made. But if you pray this prayer for the first time online or in the house, I'm going to give you some instructions on what you should do to seal this moment. Repeat after me. God, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I have messed up. I've fallen short and I need to get rid of this snake bite. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. I believe you died on a cross. I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe one day you're coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me become the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hear me, hear me well. If you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer, you meant it in your head, and your heart, your mind, and your spirit, guess what? Salvation is yours. That's looking and living. Salvation is yours. Is it really that easy? It's just as easy as back in the day of Moses when he said, look to this bronze pole and live. It's really that easy. And if you prayed that prayer, you want a relationship with God through confession your faith in Jesus Christ. For those that are watching us on Facebook and on our church website, would you type in salvation in the chat box? One of our digital ministers is going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are as far as that's concerned. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on telephone, email us at connect.com at spbcnc.org or call us at the church office at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your phone number. Someone in our office will reach out to you by 5 o'clock tomorrow to let you know what the next steps are. If you're here in the church, physical, if you're here in this space and you want a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you just prayed that prayer, I want you to seal it now By doing one thing, if you would just hold up your hand, if that prayer was for you, would you hold up your hand? You want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, hold up your hand. I want you to do me this favor. If you got your hand up, come down right now. Look in Leo, look in Leo. My brother is coming. God bless you. Will there be another? Are you coming? Come on, come on. Look in Leo. Come on, look in Leo. St. Paul, we could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maintain social distance. That's good. You're good right there. You're good right there. Anyone else? Anyone else? Look and live. Look and live. Right now is your chance. You can get rid of the snake bite. The impact of the snake bite. Look and live. Will there be another? 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 There be another? Hallelujah. Amen. Here's my uh, other call. If you are watching us, online or you're in the house and you're saying, pastor, I'm part of a church. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Hold her right there. God bless you. Let's give God praise for our little one. If you're in the house or watching us online, you're saying, listen, pastor, I'm saved. I know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of my sin. I don't have a church home. I've been bouncing around in physical and virtual space. I want to connect. I want to connect. We would love to have you As part of our tribe here at St. Paul, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. Or if you um, are in the area and you're just here for a temporary assignment because of the military or school or your job, you can link up with us either virtually or physically, and we would love to have you. So again, if you're watching us on Facebook or on the website, would you uh, just type in connect? Type in connect. Somebody's going uh, digital. Minister's going to reach out to you, and let you know what the next steps are. If you are watching us on YouTube or on listen to us on telephone, email us at connect at Somebody's going to reach out to you. If you're in the house, if you're in the church, this physical space, and you don't have a church home and you would like to connect with St. Paul, we would love to have you. If that's you right now. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? If that's you, would, if you got your hand up, would you go ahead and come on down? Amen. I want you to come to this side. I want you to maintain your physical distance. Will there be another? 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 We would love for you to roll with us. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? There be another? You're looking for a church home? Come on down. You're looking for a place to connect? Come on down. Because guess what? We, gonna, we, we, we know how to do this physical church. We know how to do it virtually. We know how to do it physically. And maybe one day, someday in the near future, we'll be able to deal with COVID and all that stuff and come back together in large crowds. But until then, we're rolling just like we're rolling. Amen. The church is not a building. It's the people. We would love for you to be part of our tribe. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Anybody else? You don't have a church home? You're not connected to a church? Uh, you're looking for salvation, would you go ahead and come on down or type in Connect to Salvation online. Amen. St. Paul, can you help me to celebrate these men and women who have taken this major step and opportunity? We could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. Pre-COVID, I would come down, shake your hand, give you a hug, uh, because we're just that kind of church. We are, we are a loving church, an affectionate church, but COVID just won't let us be great. And I'm concerned about your safety and security, but we want you to know that we're delighted to have you as part of our church. And uh, this, who's, who is it? Is that Reverend? Okay, Erica. Lord, I couldn't, my glasses ain't on. Um minister erica minor as well as uh, others of our team are going to take you to the gym is the gym all right big space they're going to take you to the gym so if you need to get your purse or whatever if you would gather your things they're going to take you if you would follow her amen god bless you my brother i want you to go get your stuff get him get him his stuff get your stuff amen and 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 as they go out saint paul i want you to do me this favor I want you to stand on your feet and give God praise for these wonderful gifts of ours that have come our way. And as you stand, we're getting ready to leave, we're getting ready to leave, we're getting ready to leave. Ushers, Sister Pauline, where's Sister Amos, where's Sister Amos? Can, can I see y'all just for a hot second after you all dismiss everybody? Okay, I just need to see you all for, for a brief second after you dismiss everybody. All right. Same stuff, different day. Tomorrow we're going to do different stuff, different day. We're not going to repeat patterns of the past. Amen. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we thank you for the gifts you have sent our way and as we move from this place and this space but never from your presence, power, provisions, nor protections, keep us in your sovereign care. Dismiss us from this moment. Empower us to do your work during this week, letting bright lights shining in dark and desolate places. God, get glory out of our lives. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless, before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy, to the wise God be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forevermore and the people of god said amen i love you god loves you more take a seat and if you will follow the directions of the ushers as they take a seat so you will be dismissed so we won't have you all crowding on each other and if you want to holler at each other and speak to each other do it outside amen do it outside do it outside do it outside ushers if you will let's dismiss people as quickly as possible amen god bless